Welcome to Rise Up in Business, the law podcast for small business owners. I'm your host, Tracy Mylacrane. I'm a business lawyer, an entrepreneur, and very much a realist. Rise Up in Business is designed to share with small business owners important legal information and some clever tips and tricks in short and sharp episodes, no legal jargon. With this podcast, I want to empower small business owners to rise up and take control in their business. I'll be here every Wednesday to tell you what you need to know without sending you to sleep. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 4 of the Rise Up in Business podcast. I'm so excited to be bringing you this season. In this season of the podcast, I'm going to be bringing on some incredible guests to talk about tips and tricks in business and to talk about what they do, and some of them have worked with me. So I'm really excited to be bringing my first guest for season four on today, who is a money mentor and someone I have worked with for well over a year and who has been instrumental in my business growth and my business journey. And that is, I'm so happy to say, Claire Wood. Claire, welcome. Hi, Tracy. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm delighted that you've made the time to join us. I've just been so enthusiastic and looking forward to this conversation because I want to share you with my listeners and I wanted to share the story and expose them to you and what it is that you do because I have honestly up-leveled so much since working with you. It still blows my mind. I can't even describe the changes that I never thought would be possible and have been since our time together. So I'm delighted that you're here. Oh, well, it's great to be here. And I do want to say the work that I do, it's actually my clients like you (laughs) that that do the work. You know, it's really comes down to the people putting the the work in themselves and they're the ones that get the best outcomes. So it's been wonderful to watch your journey and watch your growth. Thank you. Claire, tell us about your work as a money mentor with business owners because some of my clients think business coach, therefore you can help me with my processes and systems, but you're not a business coach, you're a money mentor and that is just so much different. Yeah, so the work that I do is really helping people to uncover what their stories are around money and then shift those. And the reason is is because actually People think that they need the Facebook ads or the, you know, the new website or the new branding or whatever it might be. But until you shift your thinking around what is possible, then it's impossible to get the results that you desire until you are actually in alignment with what you're wanting to achieve from a money perspective. And I know that might sound a little bit woo-woo if you are new to this work, but it really is about those internal shifts. And maybe if I can just share a quick example, one is that a lot of business owners want to get big growth in their business, but they're not willing to do the things that they have to do to get the big growth. So for example, investing in their business and they think, I want to create a a six-figure or a seven-figure business, but they're not willing to actually invest to, you know, whether it's work with a coach, up-level their legals, run the ads. So while there is that action that's required, it's ultimately about unpicking the belief that sits behind it first. Wow. That's quite profound and you've nailed it actually because in the time that we've been working together, that really has been the change or the focus that's made the most difference. I can hand on heart say that. Yeah, and it sounds really strange if you're kind of new to this concept of mindset but once you start to do this work, 
you can just see the effects flowing through to both the bottom line, but also your life in general, because you start to go, oh, that's a story. That's not a truth. And it allows you to identify and then move through it. I like that. And you're right. It does. It extends well beyond business. It certainly has extended well beyond my business into other areas of my life too. And of course, you say that it might sound a little woo-woo if people are new to this and Perhaps some people are, but I just wanted to to pause for a moment and say that there is so much value on this and other topics that people can get from your podcast, because that's where I first discovered you and started listening to you and feeling like I was getting to know you, which is your podcast. And we'll put the link to the podcast in the show notes, because that podcast is of great value for business owners, and I cannot recommend it highly enough. Oh, thank you, Tracy. I love your podcast too. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Now, speaking of, so you and I have worked together in that capacity, obviously, where you've been coaching me and mentoring me in relation to several aspects of my business and money management and money mindset. But I've actually also had you as my client. Yes, I am so, so grateful that I've had the opportunity to work with you on the other side as well. And can you tell us a bit about that? So I'll let you tell the story of how it is that we came to work together in that capacity. Yeah, for sure. So I come from a commercial background. Before running my own business, I worked in corporates. So I am a massive believer. I always have been in how important contracts are. It's one of the first things that I do with clients of mine. I say, have you got contracts in place? Who wrote them (laughs) as well? (laughs) Because a lot of times people write their own terms and think that they're covered. So it's something that I've always been a really, really big believer in. And I had terms created. It was one of the first things I invested in when I started my business many, many moons ago. But my business has grown and evolved over the years. I now have online courses. I have programs and different containers other than just one-on-one coaching, which is what I had in my early days of business. And I knew that it was time for me to invest, you know, talking about this investing up-leveling, like I am ready for the next level. I want to up my professionalism. I want to make sure that my business is protected. So I decided to get new terms created. I went back to a lawyer that I had worked with in the past and truthfully, you know, it was a bit of a, a lower cost investment. When I found out the price, I was like, oh, great. That sounds uh, <laughs> sounds fantastic. I'm getting a bargain here. And I got my new set of terms created. And after I had them created, it was brought to my attention that actually there were some deficiencies in the contract and some areas that my business was potentially exposed. And, you know, me having a commercial background, that's one of my worst nightmares. The reason that we have our legals and that we invest in legals is to make sure that our business is protected. And so at that point in time, I was feeling quite nervous and I just wanted to have the confidence, you know, that my business would be protected. And I know that you've got a background in commercial litigation because I've known you working with you over the years. I trust you. I just know that you know your stuff. I've referred many clients to you over the years and everyone has just raved about what it's like to work with you. But I wasn't sure if I was able to work with you because could you work both as as my client and representing me as well? When I had approached you and had that conversation and I found out that I was able to have my terms written by you, I just felt a sense of relief, I guess. And when we talk about money mindset, this is one of the things that when we talk about investing, 
I wasn't really taking my own advice. I was trying to take a bit of a shortcut. And the irony is it ended up costing me even more money because not only did I then have to pay to work with an expert, but I also paid for the first lot of contracts that I had created. And I see this a lot that people try and take shortcuts and usually it ends up costing them more because the work has to get done again a second time. So it was a good little life lesson for me, but I'm really, really glad I've got these beautiful terms in place now. The other thing that I really loved, and this is something that I didn't know prior to working with you, but I loved that also it's not just the legal protection and the commerciality of the terms that you created. I also loved that you brought this personal element into the contract that you created for me. And when I read them, they felt a lot more like me, a lot more personable. And that's something that I haven't seen in commercial terms before. So I really loved that extra touch that my final terms had. So yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that. I'm so happy to hear that. And you know what? When I started my business and decided that I wanted to do law differently and do things differently and focus on working with clients to help them avoid those pitfalls where they would need me later, because as you know, that's where I spent the first part of my career in litigation and dispute resolution, I really did want to bring an edge to what I was doing. And so when you identified that about your documents, that they had a personal touch because they're drafted for you. They're drafted for Claire and for Claire's business. And so many times I have encountered colleagues who will do these types of things for clients, but they simply just bring up, you know, their template or their precedent, change the names, change a few details and print it out and send it to the client. And they don't even have a conversation with the client to explain how they work or what their approach was with the drafting. And I've always found that really icky. And in setting up my framework to be able to do this for people, yes, I spend more time with people. And yes, I spend more time with clients so that at the end, you actually really are confident and empowered in using the documents and proud of them. And this is the thing that I'm discovering that people are loving because it's actually not common. And that's a shame because I think it should be. It does need to be branded for you. It does need to sound like you. And you need to be proud of them because otherwise, you know that sinking stomach feeling that you get sometimes when you go, oh, and you're doing something, you don't enjoy it. I think energetically, there's something really special about onboarding new clients knowing that you're super proud of your onboarding documents, your agreements. And so your client then has a better experience, I think. And certainly I did when I received your new ones for the mastermind that I'm now a part of. And I just genuinely think that that has a flow on effect and like a ripple effect, if you like, energetically as well, which I know that you appreciate because I think you and I are both a bit woo-woo. And I think that we are really lucky to connect on that level too. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I've worked with people as a client or a customer of theirs and they send me an invoice and I'm like, where are your terms? Or someone sends me terms that look like they've written them themselves. And I don't want to be mean, but it does make me think less of a business and it really makes me question why they don't have proper legal terms in place. So I definitely think that that is something that's really important to consider as a business owner. How professionally are you representing yourself to your clients if you don't have terms or don't have terms that have been written by an expert in place? 
The other thing that I loved, so just going back to the last question, I went through the contract in a fair bit of detail and I feel sometimes when you're dealing with someone that they can brush off questions that you've got. And I felt like when we went through the process that you answered every single thing that I was, you know, what does this mean or why do I need this or could we change this around? You were happy to sort of go through all of that detail with me as well. And to you, that probably just seems, isn't that what everyone does? But actually, I think that that's pretty rare, (laughs) truthfully, that people really take the time and really make you feel confident and comfortable that you know what all of the terms mean and if they're all necessary and why. So yeah, I really appreciated that as well. Again, that makes me so happy to hear. I get a bit sad, I think, that it's not as common as it should be because you're right. To me, I just think, oh, isn't this what everyone does? But it's not. And the feedback that I get from clients, a lot of them have had less than ideal experiences, I suppose, with practitioners in the past who don't spend the time. In fact, about six months ago, I had a new client come to me in tears because she'd paid a lot of money to a lawyer to get her terms drafted for her new business and she got something which was 42 pages. She didn't understand it. She was crying. It made her feel sick. It was horrible. They didn't explain it to her. When she asked questions, they told her they would charge her if she wanted to come in and have a meeting to go through the questions. And I just... Mm, that's the icky feeling, I think, that I get. So the more and more I talk to people, the more I realise that they're not encountering the experience that I think that business owners deserve when working with lawyers. So I'm so happy to hear you say that. And thank you for sharing that, Claire. That's very kind. Yeah. You know, lawyers can get a bit of a bad rap. They do. They do. And, you know, the truth is having been, you know, a coach, a mentor over the years, unfortunately, I've seen a lot of the other side where people think that things won't happen to them. Like we all think that, right? You think, oh, that happens to other people. It wouldn't happen to me. But the reality is, is that conflict in business does occur. And when it does, it is really stressful. And I think that people underestimate the amount of stress that it can put on individuals. The first thing that, you know, as a coach, I always say is I'm like, well, what do your terms say? And that's when it's sort of, oh, um, I'm not really sure or actually I don't have any terms in place. So I know that I've referred um, multiple people over to you in the years at Crisis State and I know that you can definitely and you do help people at that stage. But the reality is a lot of this can be prevented in the first place and I know that you say this all the time. I'm stealing your line. Prevention is better than cure. That's definitely what I always say when it comes to getting your legal sorted. It's better to have it sorted up front than to be trying to pedal your way out of it after the fact. And I love that you and I have that synergy and we both say that and we both think like that. And that's one of the several reasons why I think that we've connected so well. Could not agree with you more, obviously. Claire, thank you so much for your time coming on the podcast to have a chat about this. I know that this is going to add so much insight and value for listeners and so I'm very grateful for your time. Before you go, though, I want to ask you three quick questions, if that's all right. I'm ready. (laughs) Okay, okay. What is the best business advice that you have received? Just be patient. I remember that one of my early mentors said it, and we can be so impatient in business to hit the next level, to succeed, to hire the team member, to hit a certain level. And the reality is this is a long-haul game. It's not a short-term game. And if you just trust and just keep doing the work, keep showing up, keep persevering, like, you know, don't give up. 
then that's, I guess, one of the best pieces of advice that I've got. Just keep on going and just be patient because it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. (laughs) Oh, I love that. That is good. Second question is, what is the worst business advice you have received? Oh, my gosh. I think it actually came from myself. (laughs) (laughs) So for anyone who's listening who doesn't know my background, I'm actually a qualified accountant by trade. I'm a CPA. And so when I got started in business, I had a great mantra, which is like, keep your costs low and your profit high, which was fantastic. Like it served me very well in the early stages of my business because I didn't spend a cent on anything. Yeah, it was fantastic until I reached a point where I was like, oh, everyone else is like skyrocketing ahead and making hundreds of thousands of dollars and I'm sort of stuck up here. And so I guess the worst advice that I had was like trying to not spend a cent on anything and thinking that it was genius that I was making all this profit because it was actually very short-sighted. It was hampering my my long-term growth. I know they say you shouldn't have any regrets in business, but I really wish that I'd invested more in my business in the earlier days. That is going to resonate with so many people. I already know it. And the last question is... If you had the chance, what advice would you give to your younger self? I wish I'd done this sooner. I wish that I had just taken the leap. I wish I'd trusted myself. I knew from, I think, my early 20s that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I didn't take that step for many, many, many years after that. And in hindsight, I'm wishing that I'd learned all of these lessons (laughs) when I was younger, living with mum and dad, you know, with less responsibilities and everything. But I remind myself now, I'm like, I bet you that older me would be saying that to me now. He's like, just go for it. Just believe in yourself. Take that leap. Follow what feels good and just don't give up because when you find your path, when you find your thing that you're passionate about, you know, yes, the money is important. I love money. I love talking about money. But at the end of the day, like happiness and impact is ultimately where you'll find the long-term fulfillment in life. And so when you're doing something that you love and you just go for it, then you can't fail. I love that. I think that's the advice we all need to be giving to our younger selves. Thank you, Claire. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for answering those questions. Tell us, how can people find you? Well, like you mentioned, I have a podcast that I very creatively called the Claire Wood Podcast after myself. I'm also pretty active over on Instagram, as I know you are too, Tracy. And my Instagram is Claire, C-L-A-R-E underscore Wood underscore coach. So make sure you come over onto Instagram, say hi. I share lots of silly life stories and things over there. So You share lots of value over there. So I encourage people to check you out on Instagram because it is packed (laughs) with value. And we will pop all those details into the show notes as well to make you super easy to find. Claire, thank you so much for coming on. It's been so much fun chatting with you. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, Tracy. That's it for today's episode. Short and sharp, just like I promised. If you liked the episode, please be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes and I would be most grateful if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. As always, remember to keep your business legals in order with my annual legal checklist. You can grab your free copy by heading over to my website, tmsolicitor.com.au forward slash checklist. I'll catch you next week. Thanks so much for listening.